Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 21 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I'm Justin. And I'm chagrined. Why? I have to put a correction out because I got a lot of people's hopes up on our San Diego Comic-Con show, and I apologize. I said they were coming out with a Nighthawk figure. I meant to say a Darkhawk figure, and I'm sorry, I apologize. And this wasn't even a lack of familiarity with the character. I actually bought the entire Darkhawk comics first run, really liked him. For some reason, I always got him and Sleepwalker. They started about the same time. They both partnered with Spider-Man quite a bit, and I always just liked those two. But if you haven't been to San Diego Comic-Con, you're lucky I wasn't saying it was Hawkman. <laughs> because you get kind of con drunk. A <laughs> little bit. It's a lack of sleep and the bad food. <laughs> and especially, we were recording that outside. It was pretty warm. It was the Saturday of the con. So we were, yeah, I, I say con drunk. And the fact that the only thing people wrote in and corrected me on was Nighthawk to Darkhawk. I'm going to stand by. That was a pretty solid show for fact-checking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was right there with you. I think I agreed with you. We just kind of glazed right over it. You said Nighthawk. I was like, yeah, you look pretty cool. And we were just kind of blew right past it. But So apologies to the Nighthawk fans out there. No Nighthawk. But Darkhawk, if you're a Darkhawk fan out there, and I am, I'm happy to be getting a Darkhawk. <laughs> Don't feel so bad. I had a moment of maybe I was on acid or something for that day. <laughs> But during that show, I talked about having seen a new six-inch Spider-Man lizard figure in the booth, which I had a clear picture of in my mind. And then the next day on Sunday, I went back to the booth and was looking around again, and I made a point to look at that lizard figure, and it's just the same old one. So I'm not sure what I saw or what I thought I saw, but maybe Hasbro's messing with people. Maybe they do have an extra one that they just slipped in there and see if anybody noticed it, but more than likely... I just, my eyes went wonky. That would be a fun game to play, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe they are messing with us. We got to pour over all of our photos and see what slight changes occurred from day to day. And with all the con news, we did miss a few things. We did not mention Lego has picked up the Marvel and DC license, and we got to see some of the Lego minifigs on display there. Hulk is super cute. Yeah, it's... It's a bittersweet pill to swallow, I guess, because when Mega Bloks had it, it was kind of easy to be like, eh, I don't need any of those sets. But now that it's Lego, ah, uh, it might be kind of tough to stay away from that. I'm looking forward to the keychains because I don't know that I need any Marvel vehicles other than like maybe a Ghost Rider cycle, but I don't need to build, say, the Shield Helicarrier just so I can get the Nick Fury minifig when it seems like lego really likes to put out the keychains and with a couple wire snips now i have my minifig i could do that for you in five seconds yeah see you say that now though but what if they come out with like a danger room set that you can build i think i might buy that yeah i could see it being tempting but we'll have to see what they do the minifigs i liked the scale of them hulk was hardly a minifig you know he really was a giant figure compared to all the others there. And Lego figures always have a cute look to them. Speaking of cute, Funko had on display variants to their pop vinyl bobbleheads. And these were metallic now. So they have all metallic 
coat paint, which seems to me to make sense with, say, an Iron Man. Not so much with the thing, which was in a metallic bronze. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. It's like, I don't know that you need to make a, an entire line of variants. Use the metallics where they're warranted. But I don't know. I'm kind of hit and miss on that line anyway. You know, I'll pick up one or two here and there, but I'm not all in by any stretch of the imagination. I'm inherently creeped out by bobbleheads. I can't stand them. But you like the pop ones. You have I, I like it, but at work. I don't like them to bobble. They just as long as they don't bobble, they're okay. I have him in the box still because he doesn't bobble. It's the bobbly head that's creepy. <laughs> I'd been all in on this line, and the moment I saw a metallic thing, I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Quitter. <laughs> If you're going to start doing repaint variations where the repaints aren't even comic accurate, it's like, that is such an easy pass. I may get the metallic Iron Man, maybe the metallic Captain America because he looked kind of cool, but metallic thing, metallic Spider-Man, nah. Spider-Man would be cool metallic. Here's the problem is they did use a very cool paint. And you can't be talking about a movie accurate bobblehead. It's a bobblehead. It's novelty. It's not movie accurate because it's a bobblehead. <laughs> Me thinks you have a point. Yeah, I mean, really? Oh, it's not movie accurate. I can't buy it. Yeah, they stepped over the line of accuracy well before the paint apps. So. Or, or is there some kind of movie short that I don't know about that was a precursor to the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire where it was a bobblehead Spider-Man saving bobblehead Mary Jane and fighting bobblehead Green Goblin? All on a dashboard. I would watch that. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Speaking of fighting, another bit of news that came out of there, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, coming out November 15th. So if you did not buy Marvel vs. Capcom 3, now you get the game for $20 less, and you get 12 new characters and 8 new stages. Yeah, see, this pisses me <laughs> off. If I would have waited, I could have got this expansion pack, which it essentially is for less than retail on the game now that they want me to spend another $40 on just to get these extra downloadable characters. This should be downloadable content instead of a $40 new game. And I think they should have the downloadable characters of Shumagorath and such in this pack, but no, you still have to pay to download them again. So even the ones that were DLC already aren't going to be included in here? Correct. Uh See, I don't know if I feel that that might be all right, because that, that screws over the people who waited and are getting it for cheaper than what I paid for it. <laughs> so it's a little bit more even. Well, no, because they have to pay for it the same we would have had to pay for it. And they still get the game for $20 cheaper and they get 12 new characters and eight new stages. But I don't think they're going to get like those costume packs you like and everything. I think I'm playing the long game on that one. I'll wait till that goes down. I was wondering if you were going to get it. For me, it is a very easy pass because I haven't touched that game since we reviewed it. And if people go back to our back issues and listen, my review wasn't exceptionally favorable to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. Not too long after that game came out, Mortal Kombat came out. And all my fighting game time has been devoted to Mortal Kombat. So <laughs> I haven't played much of it either. Tell you, Mortal Kombat versus DC, wrong comic universe, better game. But I do like the characters they're bringing in. I'd love to see Rocket Raccoon fight and Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, Ghost Rider, one of my favorites, Hawkeye. So a lot of new Marvel characters. I don't know any of the new Capcom characters. Yeah, me neither. Except for Nemesis. He's from Resident Evil. Is that listed at under Capcom characters? Because it could be Marvel's Nemesis. No, it was Capcom's Nemesis. Okay. 
Also Capcom's Phoenix. And Nova. <laughs> no, I should, I should clarify. My problem isn't with the game or the content. It's the way they're bringing it out. The business model behind it. Yeah, I completely agree. The only solace I have is that I bought the collector's edition, and this isn't coming out in a collector's edition. So I still have my shirt and my steelbook case and my exclusive downloadable characters and all of that from before. But yeah, this, definitely the long game. I bet they may come out with a third edition that would have all the DLC on it. They did that with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And if they don't, this will be $9 at a used video game store in four years. <laughs> this is already called Ultimate, so what would it be Penultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3? I'm telling you, Gold Edition. That's what they always call it, the Gold Edition. <laughs> and then, of course, at Comic-Con, we did some shopping, and once we got home, well, most people put their items out on the shelf. Justin, you and I run into the photo studios. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once we got to the bottom of those boxes, they were huge. Oh, yeah. The boxes were enormous. I spent more on shipping than I spent on Sentinels. Yeah, it was pretty pricey. I took a nice tip from Marjorie who said, you know, don't ship directly from the con because they charge you a fee there, you know, above and beyond just shipping. And so I, I found a FedEx office, you know, a few blocks away from the con. And when I say a few, I think it's like seven blocks. Not a big deal, but when you're lugging two Sentinels on top of all this other stuff, seven blocks, it seemed like a couple miles. Justin, you know, <laughs> you really can't complain. There have been many years that I have hauled bags, almost as tall as me, up the hills of downtown San Diego to that same FedEx location. <laughs> so quit your bitching, because I did it with no shoes on. <laughs> and I had to pack my own lunch. Up hills both ways. Yes. <laughs> In the snow. Yes. <laughs> Well, Justin, once you got home and got the stuff opened, what was your favorite exclusive? I think I'm going to have to go with the HR Puff and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That Death Star Um, box set? Yep, that I did not get. As awesome as Sentinel is and as cool as the Kotobukiya Bishoju Emma Frost is, I think the item I'm most excited about and dig the most all around packaging and everything is the Thor. I mean, it marks the return of the Marvel Legends. It shows that they've got a new outlook on the way they're going to be doing these Legends figures. New articulation, incredible sculpt, and the packaging was just a stroke of genius, putting him in a hammer. The packaging was phenomenal. I did buy two of him, like I said, one to keep mint and hammer, and only one hammer survived the trip mint, so it was good that I really? had redundancy. Well, you are in <laughs> IT. Fortunately, the hilt was damaged, but the poster inside was fine. I actually dig that poster that came in that hilt. Yeah, once I was trying to figure out what the backside of it was, but it's just the graphic of the hammer's handle wrap. Is that <laughs> what it is? I, th- I thought it was a tree. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what I thought so, too. It looked like a palm tree bark or something. But mm-hmm. Nope, it's just a laid-flat graphic of what's supposed to represent the leather straps wrapped around the hammer. Ah, that makes sense now, but yeah... I like the figure a lot. I thought it was really well done. The metallic paint on it really gives it a special feel. Now, the same sculpt is coming out again later, but it's going to have a different paint app. Yep. I believe he's coming in the first wave of Legends, correct? Yeah, that's what I recall. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, if you didn't get this one, well, even if you did get this one and you're going to be into the Legends and want to build the figure that is coming with those, you're going to have to buy him again, just slightly different paint apps on him, so... 
I do agree with you on the sculpt, on the paint job. I had some trouble getting him to stand. He's a little cape-heavy. He is a little cape-heavy. I'm sorry, his cape sucks. <laughs> Why do you think that? I like the cape. I don't like the color of it, first of all. It's like candy apple red. It's like what you'd get in your Porsche, okay? But I don't like... I don't like plastic capes, the way they're formed. And I prefer plastic capes to soft goods because soft goods always just hang a little bit false. They have to be with the wire at the edge to make them look good. But I just don't like it. It's too red, and I don't like the way they've molded it. I just I don't like it. It's too striking, and it takes away from the figure, I think. But what I also like is it actually looks like the comic, how it's really up over the shoulders. I don't know why. He uses a lot of starch, I think, because it's not hanging. It's it's called interfacing. Uh, That's how you make that fabric stiff so it doesn't lay against. Uh, yeah. If you wanted a cape like that, I could sell you a cape like that. Do you like me in a cape <laughs> yeah. like that? Don't you have one already? <laughs> not like that. Not, not Porsche red. You can wear it with your stiff hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all in all, it's a great figure, cape included, as far as I'm concerned. But you're right, it's a little it's a little heavy and makes it a little hard to stand. He's, it seems I have yet to put him with the rest of the collection because I've had him sitting on my desk waiting to take photos of. And he stands up for about a day, and then every other day I come down, he's falling over again. So I'm not, I'm not trusting that he's going to stay put just yet and not knock everybody else over. Too much mead. <laughs> I'm also not sure how I feel about his hammer. With all the lightning painted on it, it it's kind of lame. It's kind of Iron Maiden-y. I know. That's what I'm thinking is it's a it's little a, bit like... It's like God of Heavy Metal kind of creepy. Because it lame. doesn't really look like he's channeling thunder so much as it looks like, dude, look at my hammer. I'm so stoned. <laughs> Had the same guy who custom out my van do my hammer, man. <laughs> He also has no eyeballs. He has no pupils. That bothered me, too. His eyes, I, he, he has them, but they're white. Well, I think what we're looking at here is they knew that Thor was coming out in Wave 1, and they decided to make this an exclusive, especially how late we found out about it. I wouldn't be too surprised to find out that this was a very late decision, and they're like, crap, well, Thor's out this summer. Let's just take this Thor figure, make it an exclusive, and so somebody had to come up with little tiny ways to paint him differently so it doesn't look exactly the same as the one coming out. So this is the little tiny differences we're going to get. You know, the tricked-out hammer and his rolled-back non-retina-having-eyes. <laughs> On the one hand, the hammer paint job is cool, but I think you hit the nail on the head. It seems like one half needs to have a silk-screened wolf howling at a moon. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, that's your favorite exclusive. I think mine has to be Squirrel Pool from Gentle Giant. He is so cute, isn't he? I love him. He's adorable. Now, if you're looking at the Enhanced Podcast... I put him next to the Marvel Select Thor and a three and three quarter inch Iron Man to show you he really is small. And for $35, you're not getting a whole lot of size, but man, he's just freaking adorable. I love him. I can't say it enough. He is the best one of the pet series because he's so tiny. I don't like the, the <laughs> Thor one. I think that yeah, was stupid. Yeah, I don't think I need the Thor frog. Look I, at his little squirrel hands. Yeah, and That's it's so the cute. fact that he's furry. And he's Squirrel Pool. Yeah, it's the fact that he's Deadpool and he's Look furry. at his little tail. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that's the one that kind of stings. That's the one exclusive that I had no opportunity, no shot at getting. And it stings a little bit. Well, if you would have gotten your butt out of bed a little early, you know, you could have done it. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was one of those things that until I saw it in person, I wasn't sure if I wanted it. That's how I was, too. And actually, how Marjorie was. And because I like to get Marjorie what she wants. When yes. she saw it and wanted it, I had to make I sure. I squealed with delight at Squirrel Fool. <laughs> and then you mentioned the Bishojos. I did get that Invisible Girl open. And you know what? I think she looks a lot better in person than she did from the photos we were looking at. I think she's got a really good look. I like the blonde short hair she's got. This is the same pose. I like the outfit. I like the detail. They went through the trouble of painting her fingernails. The only thing I don't like is she's coming out of like an egg in a hand. Well, that's her invisible shield, and that's a representation. But it looks like an egg. Fantastic Four number one. It does. It looks like an egg, just like the other one did. The other one is by far my favorite because of the translucent effects it did. I think it's just a far better and cooler piece because it shows the invisibility a little more. But this one, I wasn't impressed with the pictures, but seeing it in person, it's still a really nice piece. It's just I'm comparing an apple to an apple here with the two invisible women, and this one is the lesser of the two. But limited to 500 pieces, sold out by Thursday. Happy to have one. Yeah, I'm still I'm still not a huge fan of the Sandy Duncan haircut. For me, I think on these the shows you they need some hair. You know, the hair is what makes it you know a little more sexy and feminine, and it gives the motion in these statues because the hair is never just laying flat; it's always wisping in the wind. And with that short hairdo, it just it seems more stagnant than the rest of them. And it is a little spiky in the back, which is, I mean, the whole statue is very anime based, but it really screams Yu-Gi-Oh to me. Yeah, that's pretty much hitting the nail on the head there. Because, yeah, with my dip into the pool of the Bishojo, and I picked up the, the exclusive Diamond Emma Frost, which, you know, I think the reason I went with this one is because, of course, she's mostly translucent, which I think is pretty cool. But now that I think about it, I don't know if that's entirely accurate to the character. But she's not, she doesn't go see-through so much as she gets diamond-encrusted, right? Yeah, but different artists show it different ways. But, yeah, she's never invisible. Right. But yeah, yeah, I dig it. Like on this one, it seems like her entire body is invisible, but not her clothing. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to see the details in the sculpt and all that stuff on her face and in her midsection. You can tell it's there, but it's hard to pick up on as opposed to like the full on painted version, which I do not have. I've only seen pictures of. But she has, you know, the wispy hair that I was talking about and her cloak is blowing in the wind. And she's just standing there. She doesn't have a whole lot of motion in, in her pose herself. All the movement in this figure comes from the clothing in her hair. Well, you like the hair so much. Do you think you're going to be getting any more of the Bishojo going forward? Because you talk about the hair and what comes to mind for me is that upcoming Electra, where they really went wild with the hair. And I think it looks great. It does. And I think what I've decided with this line is that as I see them in person, I may pick them up here and there. I don't know that I'm going to go crazy trying to track down every single one of them or anything like that. But as they as they catch my eye in person, I'll pick them up. It's about as far as I'm willing to go with that line <laughs> before I go too far. <laughs> well, I've got all the new ones on pre-order, so I'll let, you'll see my detailed photos as we put them in the photo galleries. And by we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> And hopefully you can pick from there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that Electra with that hair. It's all about the hair. And then, of course, there were some other Hasbro exclusives. The Mighty Mugs. Now, when we were there, we got two sets of the Mini Mugs. 
And while in line, for a very long time in line, Marjorie was helping me fill out the form. And she goes, oh, we just need one of the removable mask Spider-Man. We just need one. He'll go in the game room. We just need one. Well, guess who was placing an order at HasbroToyShop.com for one the other day? <laughs> well, I have to display him mask on and mask off. It just, it has to be done. Right? I think so. And luckily you picked the one exclusive that's still available to, <laughs> to need yeah. an extra one. It's not like I decided I need, you know, 14 other giant mans. Oh, wait, those are still available too. But everything else was gone. It was only the mugs that were still available. So, yes, yeah. we now have two. I'm kind of glad because the mask on this one doesn't feel too sturdy. And I think every time I take it on and off, it leaves little remnants of mask thread. And so I think that I'm damaging that mask every time I no, stretch you're not. it out. It's just poor sewing. Well, there were definitely bits on my lint roller after I took the photos of it. Little red bits were going everywhere. And the eyes on it, it feels like they're really poorly stitched. Do you know why there's little red bits everywhere? It's because the fabric, they had to do a certain stitch because this fabric frays. So the stitching is really tight so it doesn't fray down in there. But you just get, it's okay. It's normal. It's perfectly fine. Now, I do have some problems with the way they did the stitching. They did what they could because sewing something like that is hard. The eyes are actually stitched just fine, Arnie. I just don't like how they don't stretch with the rest of the mask, and it feels like they might come undone. The mask isn't stretchy. It's only the elastic around the bottom that's stretchy. See, it's all the same size. That's not that's it normal. It feels like I know, the eyes okay. just don't have as much give as the rest of it. Okay. The only thing I wish they would have done is they needed to clip the corners a little bit more so it lays down flat. It only bothers me on his face. I guess it would be uh, not movie accurate, but real life accurate. But I think it's okay. It's it's perfectly fine. He's cute. He's cuddly. It's Peter Parker. Now, one of our listeners who goes by the alias Potashen, I envy his mug collection because not only does he have over a hundred well-done customs, he actually has the original mugs that were on display at Comic-Con in 2009, including the removable mask Spider-Man. And he sent in an email and he actually thinks that the original was far better because it had a brighter paint job. He thinks this one has a bit of a dull paint job. Yeah. Looking at his pictures, it looks like, you know, the eyes are a little more iconic, bigger on, on the prototype. But other than that, I mean, I can't tell in the pictures too much difference. Maybe like you said, just a little bit more bright in the red, but other than that, they seem pretty pretty close. Yeah, they seem close to me. I actually think you can go either way with the eyes. Yeah, the giant eyes are iconic, but there's been so many different representations of Spidey over the years, and I've read most of them, that I like the eyes on this. I just, again, wish they were sewn a little better. I kind of like the paint job on this just as a counterpoint to the other Spider-Man mugs we already have, but I do wish that his... Blue was more blue and less navy. But you passed on him, Justin, and I I can see why he's really cute with the mask off. With the mask on, he's not as cute. (laughs) He's lumpy. I didn't pass for any, you know, aesthetic reason or because I thought he looked bad or anything. It's just I'm not not a huge mug collector, you know, so I didn't feel like I needed to get that to complete any any part of my collection. But it it looked cool. I mean I was I was slightly tempted. But you did get the mini mug set. That one was way too tempting to, to pass up. <laughs> I, I love the mini mugs. I think that's the way the line should go from here on out. But do you feel like they blew their whole wad of a great idea with the Avengers team and having one big one in the middle 
and then the Avengers around him like too soon. Because I love the idea we could we could get packs like this for years to come with one regular size mug and four minis around it. No, I don't think they blew the rod. I think they made a uniquely cool exclusive. Now, I don't know if anything would be just as cool of it, but I, I love this line. So it's, I love whatever they do, to be honest, with the Marvel part of it. I think that, yeah, it's probably their best idea is gone. But by the same token, if we get more of these, the odds of having the big ones involved are probably pretty slim because they didn't sell well enough at retail to justify, and those packs would be more expensive. When you're at Comic-Con and dealing with the niche crowd, you can do these things a little more. And as you said, these aren't sold out yet. If we were to get more, like, the Target-exclusive Star Wars mini-mugs, we'd probably just get sets of mini-mugs. So I'm glad to do this if they never do another mini-mug set. They did the perfect ones with this size change. And if they do more, I'll be very happy to pick them up because I think that, yeah, it's a, you get a great price point. They're smaller, but you are able to get more of them and they were able to put more accessories with them. So they were 38 at the con and yeah. they're 34.99 on Hasbro Toy Shop. But Hasbro Toy Shop charges sales tax. These prices when we're at the con include California sales tax. Yep. So it's, it's all about a wash. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe if they did continue with this, you know, I'd like to get a, a Wolverine, a mini Wolverine and, you know, some other ones like that. So I'm trying to figure out what other five packs I could do with one giant one in the middle. You know, maybe we could get a Sentinel as a regular size giant one and then a Wolverine and maybe a mini Cyclops would be cool. Mini Juggernaut. Absolutely. You could do the X-Men sets. You could do... Galactus and his heralds, or Galactus and the Fantastic Four, and they've already done Galactus, so they've got the hat tooled. Yeah, see, and they could give us the purple version of Galactus this time, just to change it up a little bit. So there you go, Hasbro. We've we figured out your next three years worth of exclusives on the mini mugs. Keep them coming. <laughs> and then the big Mamma Jamma exclusive that sold out at the con sold out very quickly online. The Sentinel in its classic colors. Oh, yeah. Now, that thing was fun to lug around. <laughs> and I, I now have newfound respect and sympathy for Marjorie after hearing about lugging around Galactus last year. Now, I didn't. I never ended up with the, the convention-exclusive Galactus from last year. Is this the – are the cards the same or it's more of like a corrugated card back? Identical in every way. Cool. They're the same card back type, nice and sturdy. The difference is Galactus actually came with the big envelope, too, you know, for the Fury file. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which was a regular, you know, 9 by 12 envelope size at that scale. And they had the same carrying box with the handle, so very, very similar in those respects. The difference is, of course, it was the regular retail Galactus, whereas here we get the classic Sentinel. And this is the Sentinel I know most because of the X-Men cartoon and the X-Men comics that I read. I like him. Now, Justin, I have to ask you, Arnie probably thinks I'm silly for saying this, but does he look like he's in a disco ball? Because he looks, he's got like bell bottoms on. His outfit looks very disco, like he'd be a backup dancer in Soul Train. <laughs> Don't you think? I can kind of see that, but that's, I mean, that's the way Sentinels are. They have the big lumbering lower, lower bell legs. Bell bottoms. They got flares <laughs> bell on. Bell bottoms. 
<laughs> they want to do the hustle. I remember wondering what pieces and parts were going to be reused from Galactus in this scale. And surprisingly, there's, I mean, there's a few, but I don't look at them and think, oh, look, it's a retool. No, it it's doesn't just... look anything at all like Galactus. I think he may have similar thighs, but that's about it. Why are you looking at his thighs? <laughs> they actually have the same upper arms, too. Like the biceps are the same piece, and I think maybe even their torso. But Galactus is covered up by a, a separate piece, same as the Sentinel. But other than that, great, solid figure. These things are heavy. I also was able to find the regular version just this past week at Toys R Us. I like him better. I got to say, even though he's not as iconic from the cartoon and everything... I think he's better as well. I just overall like him better. He seems to be more detailed. I like the silver that comes along. I like the copper wires in his wrists. I I just think he's kind of a cooler figure to look at. Well, I hate to say it, but I think we have a consensus. Yeah, I I have both of them sitting next to each other on a shelf, and I think my eye goes more to the to the silver one. And I think it's mostly because there's a lot of nice contrast there. You got the dark purple and then the lighter silver. It seems like a more substantial figure that way. The the two purples on the other one, while cool looking, just don't stand out as much. And the wiring being silver against the purple just doesn't seem as subtle and nice as the copper we get with the retail version. Yep. And, you know... When these came out, I think I saw them at my Toys R Us and told you to go check yours, and you saw them too. So we both assumed, ah, that's not going to be any problem to get these. And it's still early in the game. It may not be a problem. But at my Toys R Us, it still has four or five Galactus sitting around. They had six of these come in last Friday. And when I stopped by today, they were all gone. So they move pretty fast at, at this particular Toys R Us. I don't know if there's just people waiting for it. but At mine, they sold five in a week. One to me. (laughs) (laughs) But they still had one on the shelf a week later. So I think that this is going to be a lot like Galactus. And didn't I hear that these are being spotted at Walmarts too? Yes. Like last time, that's not supposed to be a Toys R Us exclusive. But Walmart is getting ready to do a reset, much like Target just did. And I've been hearing that we're going to get a Marvel end cap. So there's going to be Sentinels in there. And that's where we can hope to find the team packs that are coming out. And hopefully new waves of MU on those end caps as well. Well, if that's the case, I don't think you're going to have any trouble finding a Sentinel if they're at Walmart. At this price point, these are the types of items that don't just move as quickly. I thought Galactus last year would be a hard thing to find, and I ended up ordering from Entertainment Earth, and then he was everywhere. Now, if they do what David Vonner said and re-release the classic colors regularly, then, yeah, it may be a bigger issue. Yeah. And one other thing I did hear from the few people who have found it at Walmart already, Walmart has it at fifty four ninety nine, which is strange because, you know, Toys R Us has it at forty nine. So once again we're kinda in that nobody knows exactly what the price is supposed to be on these things. Just remember Galactus went up and down and up mm-hmm. again, Toys R Us and price. So I'd say it's a good it's a good deal at you know, even at fifty five. If you have trouble finding it at Toys R Us and you see it at Walmart, that extra five dollars shouldn't be a deal breaker. Yeah, it's it's a really cool figure. And the retail one comes with Wolverine, which I think is a really good Wolverine. Yeah, for, for a repaint of a Wolverine Origins X-Men figure from a couple years ago, it's pretty cool. They gave it a nice matte paint job, and it's really the classic yellow and blue. And yeah, I, 
I at first was like, oh, God, another Wolverine. And then I got him out, and I'm like, oh, it's a cool Wolverine. My only complaint is his claws are a little too long, proportionately. But he's got a great paint job. And it might be a new head. I don't know if that head ever came on any of the multitudes of, you know, Wolverine figures from the movie line back then. But It might be a re-released head, but I don't know that we've gotten him in this color. Yeah. And... I just don't remember any of the wings being quite so... They're super. Yeah. Magnificent. Exactly. They're they're extra long on the cowl there, but yeah. I don't know about yours, Justin, but mine has a terrible paint app. On the Wolverine? Mm Mm-hmm. I've got blue paint going up his forearm. I've got his nose is yellow. I've got... It looks like the details on his chest were painted with a whiteout brush. Or (laughs) that, like... He has dried mustard spills on his yellow outfit. Maybe he had a hot dog. <laughs> well, mine's not sloppy, you know. I think there's no white on his chest. What what I'm looking at and what I think helps bring out some of this detail is the wash that they did. That's what Arnie's talking about. It's a wash to bring out the detail. Uh, because what he is, it's a base coat of a lighter yellow and then a brighter, more orangey yellow with, as a wash that gets into the crevices and makes it makes it seem more detailed and all that stuff. So, since we're already talking about the regular Sentinel, why don't we go to the Spectacular Store Report? Well, while we're talking about things going on at Toys R Us, take this with a grain of salt, because I don't know how, how true it is, or how confirmed it is, or or anything. It could have just been a return, but there's a picture floating around of somebody who found Sif from the Thor line at a Toys R Us store. Now, Sif is from Wave 4, right? Yes, unreleased Wave 4. So, I don't know about everybody else, but around me, I've seen nothing past Wave 1 in the Thor figures. I've had a lot of reports of Wave 2 stuff showing up at, like, Targets and Walmarts. I have no evidence of that myself. I do have hope, though, because recently Toys R Us had a 2 for ten ninety nine sale on all their Marvel figures. And this includes the Spider-Man line, Marvel Universe, the movie lines, and all this stuff that I thought would never, ever sell sold out in two days. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's starting to move some stuff. There's people going in there and picking up a lot of the peg warmers to clear space for new stuff. So, like you said, it's bringing new hope to the to Toys R Us aisles. But here's one thing that I will say that kind of brings a little more credence to Wave 4, I guess, already shipping. It's being reported that the Wave 4 Thor figures are being found at Fred Meyer stores, which I believe are a West Coast chain. I've never been to one, but I've seen three or four people talking about finding that that figure Sif there and the remnants to let them know that Sif might have been there. So there's there's hope for finding, you know, later Thor figures at retail. I did place my order with Entertainment Earth for the case, and it hasn't shipped yet. So they usually get the figures at the same time or around the same time as most retail chains. I'm still hoping that that case comes through, and I just don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Well, have you guys been to your Target lately? Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a dumb question, right? (laughs) Well, last week they put up signs that said, you know, sale on figures includes Thor and Spider-Man, and I think that's it. So I was like, great, I don't need either of those. But now Marvel Universe is ringing up at six ninety nine at Target. It's not on the price tags, it's not on the shelf near them, but if you take them to a the scanner, they're coming up at six ninety nine. So 
Not sure how long that's going to go on, but $7 Marvel Universe figures at Target, which seems to be one of the only places getting the Wave 13 stuff in right now where you can get Doctor Strange and Falcon and Scar and that whole wave. Not too bad of a deal. Very cool. I don't know about you, but ever since I found that wave, it seems like a month ago already, I have yet to see another shipment of it anywhere. I have seen remnants of it at Target almost exclusively. Walmart has their giant battle sets on clearance right now. So if you can find Goliath and the Frost Giant, they're on clearance there for $17 if you can find them. What would you do with the spare? Is there any cool customing that could be done with the giant figures? <sighs> I don't I know. I to pass up a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, they've had Marvel had a line called the Icons for a while, which is 12-inch scale versions of the Legends. So just basic-sized humans. You know, they had Punisher and, you know, Juggernaut, Nightcrawler in that 12-inch scale. So maybe it might be worth getting those if you collected the icons just to make it into a regular-sized somebody else, you know, some other human. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, how many giant giant humans do we need in the Marvel <laughs> Universe scale? <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Well, speaking of clearance, I did find some stuff on clearance at Target. The Iron Man Hall of Armor stuff I found for about $2 a figure. I've heard that it's down to a buck twenty-five some places. Ours cleared out at $2. I picked up some for the Toys for Tots bin this Christmas, and I picked up some so I could have some extra little Hall of Armor stands. <laughs> That's a great idea, you know. When toys go on clearance like that and they sit and sit, I mean, it's it, it helps you know, clear the space on the shelves too, but it also helps out some kids who, you know, might not have a chance to get a cool toy like that. It's always good to keep that in mind, especially with the holidays coming up here in a few months. Absolutely. And now that we're talking about it, I said it's hard to pass up a bargain. I think I might grab one of the giant man packs from Walmart because I think that would be a cool gift for a kid to open. You get two figures, a giant one and a regular one. And Yeah, and with kids, the bigger the box, the the more excited they get. So that's a great idea. Of course, you have to hold on to them for a while until the Toys for Tots boxes start showing up. That's okay. I, I don't mind doing it. It's I, We always do big Toys for Tots donations every year, so always good to try to give more. It's not like we're cheaping out and buying less. It's that we can then buy more toys to donate. Yeah. Well, we could send some deluxe packs because reports are that Thor Wave 1 Deluxe is down to about 375 or less at Target's. And even the Captain America Deluxe are down to $9 at Walmart. Yeah, I'm hoping that's just to make room for the, the product that's already been shown and being sold online for, for months now, you know. Yeah, I mean, those store figures have been on clearance at Target for a while. So it's not a bad price for really good figures. We talked about them before, and they're, you know, straight-up repaints of the figures from Wave 1. But at $3.74, you can get more sleeveless Thors if you ever <laughs> want to make a sleeveless custom sometime. <laughs> And speaking of Captain America Deluxe, I did buy Captain America Deluxe figure number five, repaint. Now, which one? The one with the the funky upper body and the wires and all that? The, the one with the throwing star uh, number six? Yeah. You know what? It's a weird looking figure as far as Captain America goes, but it's a cool action figure. I'll give him that. It was okay. I picked it up. I like the shield with it a lot. They also kind of have the Thor shield thing going on there with the buzzsaw shield and a couple different paint jobs, but... I don't know how I feel about it, but I only saw one, and I figure it's better to grab it now than kick myself later. 
Yeah, and unlike the other ones where they came out with two or three at a time, this was the only new one coming out with this wave of deluxe. So maybe maybe they're out of ideas on the <laughs> deluxe Cap figures, which would be okay by me. I kind of view Cap now as how they did G.I. Joe, where they just constantly threw a parachute or a gun and repainted it, and that's what it's kind of reminded me of. And this one is kind of the crux of that. You're right. This feels like a G.I. Joe figure. Mm-hmm. A lot of them felt like G.I. Joe figures. Especially the riot control one with the helmet and the shield. <laughs> <laughs> and the one with the big cobra on it. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there's not cool repainted Cap figures showing up. Now, I found Cap Wave 3, which is a bunch of repaints with a couple new figures. It's a very confusing wave, to say the least. What did we figure out here, Arnie? There's five new figures total in this wave but a total of eight to buy? Yes, because there are two different Hydra soldiers. Figures 12 and 15 are Hydra soldiers. Now, strangely, I've found 15, but no 12s, and you found 12s, but no 15s. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think that's because what I've seen, the only place I've found them is at Target, and you found yours at Myers. Yeah, it's not related to Fred Meyer. It's just plain old Meyer, and it's... A really, it's a Midwestern yeah. grocery store, similar to a super Walmart in most respects. But they're more expensive and have crappier merchandise, if you can believe that. But they try to be upscale. <laughs> because you guys also saw the the desert cap, which I have not seen yet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in addition to having both comic and movie based of each of the Hydra soldiers, they're also doing a comic-y based Red Skull, which we talked about on a previous show in his lime green smoking jacket. <laughs> and white gloves and yeah, I think after this one I'm done with Red Skull repaints. I have it I have enough Red Skulls in the same same outfit, just different colors. Between this one, the Target exclusive comic pack, and then the original? Yep. If we get another Red Skull, I want him to have at least, you know, a trench coat on. Is it wrong that I want a human face movie Red Skull? That would be cool. I like that actor since he was Agent Smith in The Matrix. I like him despite the fact that he was in The Matrix. <laughs> Not a Matrix fan. Yeah. Me either. Thank God. I, didn't, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I, I so, like the first one. Like you said, I don't have number 15 Hydra soldiers in hand, but from what I can tell, I think they're pretty much the same figures, maybe slightly different accessories between 12 and 15. I don't have 12 in hand, so it's really hard to say. Um, yeah, they look like just the exact same figures to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think number 12 has a stripe down his leg. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm looking at your pictures, and the head sculpt is different. There's actually sculpted raised areas on the helmet that the number 12 do not have. Okay, I'm only looking at the back of the card of number 14, and so it's really small, so I couldn't tell if the helmets were the same or not. That might be the only difference. And, I mean, slight paint differences. I'm looking at the number 12 comic version, which is green and yellow, and he has a brown, you know, strap kind of webbing around him, while yours has a yellow thing. I'll be interested in seeing them next to each other because from the picture on the back, and it could just be the angle, maybe it's a very flattering angle for figure 12, but he looks to be very thin. <laughs> and uh, figure 15, he's not fat by any means, but he's not anorexic the way 12 kind of appears to be. Yeah, it's hard to tell until we get them both side by side, but my guess at this point is, is 
from just looking at it, the only difference is going to be the head sculpt on these, plus different paint and plastic parts. But very confusing, because like I said, there's another repaint of the Red Skull, which is still number eight or nine, whatever he is originally. And then the rest are repaints, too. You get Desert Cap, which is a repaint of the movie Cap, just in a, a khaki outfit. Which I like the concept of, and in execution, looks really lame. <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. I think what makes Captain America so striking is usually the blue outfit. They picked really good blues. If you replace blue with khaki, it looks like business casual cap. Yeah, zookeeper Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and then the others, you know, we get the night mission cap, which is, you know, not too different from a deluxe figure that we've received before as far as, you know, the style goes. But he has the cool dark camo pants on. Is it me or is it like he got caught changing outfits halfway through and he has yet to put on his night mission top? That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. He was called right in the middle of getting dressed. <laughs> or like <laughs> like blue and red pants were still at the cleaners, so he had to just grab whatever pants he could. Cause Here's what happened. It, Bucky showed up early <laughs> and he wasn't ready, so he said to make do. It's bad camo if you're only camo from the waist down. Oh, look, there's a torso just floating. But where <laughs> are the legs? <laughs> Oh, brother. So I suppose you have the same problem with with the Jungle Mission Cap, who is a little bit more camouflaged because his green top matches his camouflaged green pants, but he still has the (laughs) bright red and white midsection. There's that. Oh, my God, there's a midsection just walking, but there's nothing above or below. But the other thing is the top. At first, I didn't even realize it was green. It just looks like he kind of rolled in the moss. (laughs) But it's definitely not camo like the bottom. What I do like is he's got the split shield that came with the earlier cap. This one the star does line up on. They camoed around the star. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very important part of the shield to have camouflaged. The rest of it's all for show, but that part needs to be camouflaged. Is that American? It's red, white, and blue, not red, white, and camo? (laughs) Depends on where you're from. (laughs) But you know what? This is the inevitable repaint wave that every line gets to, and it's not horrible. You know, I'm still enjoying finding new cap figures on the pegs. I'm not sick of it yet. I, I do say I wish that the line would live long enough for us to get some actual movie characters. You know, I'd like to get an actual movie Bucky, and like you said, maybe a Hugo Weaving-headed Red Skull, maybe even some of the other characters. You know, it'd be cool to get a Dum Dum Dugan. Absolutely. But who knows? May never get that far. So you remember a long time ago, Arnie, when you said that you wished that there was a more Marvel-based Squinkies holder or playset type of thing, and that flamey head just wasn't quite doing it for you? Mm-hmm. Well, now... At Walmart, I just saw a Spider-Man Squinkies dispenser. You almost caused a fight, Justin, because <laughs> I saw this on the notes. And I'm like, when I'm making this face, I'm like, why didn't Arnie buy this for me? Why don't I have this? And I got really, because I, I was very angry that I didn't have it. Yeah, she was hulking out about it. But no, I, of course, would have bought it because I've come so close. We have all these Squinkies now and no place to put them. I've come close to buying that boy's storage set that kind of looks like Ghost Rider if you squint and have... A few martinis. Glaucoma. <laughs> They have something called Skull Cavern. That's the one that looks like Ghost Rider. It looks like Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's the one I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, this one, finally, a Marvel-branded one to go with the rest of the Marvel ones. And it's 
it's a little more realistic looking. It looks, you know, it's not squinkyized as far as like the Spider-Man himself goes. But yeah, this one comes with, it looks like it comes with six squinkies, three of which you can see and three of which are blind balled. Are I they guess. new squinkies? <laughs> well, there's a Spider-Man, a Wolverine, which I believe both exist already. Mm-hmm. And then a little tiny cute little Doc Ock. He's exclusive, and there's an exclusive Hobgoblin. Ooh. He might be one of the blind balls, because there's three blind balls right next to those. Yeah, it comes with four exclusive squinkies. Ooh, so one you get to see, and the others are in the little red ones that you can't see through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've only seen it at Walmart and only at one Walmart, so it might be part of you know the reset that they've got coming up pretty soon. And I think it was $25. Ouch, but that's the problem with some of these collectibles that... We have, like, the frenzies and the squinkies is you don't know what to do with them. And so I think it would be worth it just to have some place we could put all the squinky balls. You need a good place for squinky balls. I made earrings out of my Captain America squinkies. That got you interviewed by Marvel.com. Yes. Not that we can find it online. Help you, us out, listeners. You don't believe me? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's the one thing that I might have a problem with, and you might too. Looking at the picture of the back of the box, it exclaims... In big, bold letters, holds up to eight squinkies. Oh, no. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really going to take care of your squinky storage problem. No, it's not. It's going to cost hundreds of dollars if it does, <laughs> because they've come out with 24 squinkies already, so I need $75 in Spider-Man. <laughs> and more, he comes with four alone. So that means he's half full. He's or half if you're full. a pessimist, he's half empty. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, they've they've called it a dispenser, and it comes with four plastic coins. You can put it into a slot, and one pops out, but I don't know. I mean, how fun is that after two or three times? <laughs> it opens up like the other ones, and it has like a little display shelf, I guess, but <laughs> there's got to be more room in there than just eight. Oh, well. It was a good idea in practice, or in theory, not so great in execution, I guess. Well, speaking of kids' toys that are better in theory than execution... I got to see the Marvel Superhero Adventures figures in person for the first time since our last show. I'd seen them at Toy Fair, and I'd seen them behind glass at Comic-Con, but this was my first chance to really get hands-on with them in the stores, and the way they're packaged is really interesting. There's no bubble over them, so you can just reach right in and start testing the articulation. And really you can get... fondle them? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're okay, but I don't see myself getting into this line. I just don't think that they have the personality that the superhero squad figures had. I just, while I like the fact they're articulated like action figures from 1977, I just don't think that they're all there yet. I think the important thing is they are lacking the personality that superhero squad has. And I just, I, superhero squad, before even the cartoon, I could hear their, hear voices and their smarmy and that attitude. And these are just blah. There's nothing special about them. I also am disappointed with the art on the package. One of the great things about Superhero Squad, I mean, I was into Superhero Squad since they premiered the line back around the time of Spider-Man 3. I was getting those. And one of the things I just loved about them was the custom Superhero Squad art that came in the packages. And here, this hero art 
just it it doesn't have anything on it. I mean, Marjorie, you've talked about getting a tattoo of superhero squad characters. Yeah, I really do like them. I love the art on the package, and I feel the same way about the Galactic Heroes from Star Wars, the early ones. Fantastic. I love that art, and, you know, I'm going to get some more tattoos here soon, but they're in the running because they're super cute. I love, you know, Captain America. I love Wolverine, and I think a little Galactic, and I think a little superhero squad Wolverine would be awesome on my shoulder. Yeah, but these, honestly, the thing this reminds me of more than anything is, like, the art you'd see on a memory game, you know, where you have to match, flip over the cards, here's two Wolverines. It's blah. Yeah. <laughs> Just very generic. I, yeah, I don't know if generic's the right word. Just under-stylized, maybe. Yeah, you're right. It does feel like a guess-who game type of artwork. And it's it's odd, because the idea with these figures is that they're trying to move them out of, like, the preschool range and move them into, like, more like the kindergarten, first-grader type of range. And, you know, it's a stepping stone for kids to get into more articulated action figures later. And so with a step up in articulation, they kind of took a step down in the artwork, it makes it look more, way more kid friendly in the artwork department. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm on the fence with these. Like I I saw a couple of the two packs, and none of them shouted at me that I needed to have them. I almost ordered one online I, when we were placing the order for the Spider Man. I was looking at what Hasbro Toy Shop had in stock, and there was an Iron Man Doctor Doom two pack. And Doctor Doom had a big cape, and I'm like, maybe. And then I saw it in person at Target. I was like, nah. Yeah. And the Iron Man Wolverine pack that came with the Rescue Jets, they're okay. They're probably the best two of the line, but still just not enough to make me pull the trigger. Certainly not for a Rescue Jet, but it seems that all the figures that come with the vehicles also come other ways. Like I saw one vehicle with the Hulk, but then the Hulk was the same on card. Same sculpt, of course. It looked like a different color, so I don't know if they're starting to do variants where you got to buy the vehicle if you want one shade of green or if I just saw two different days of paint. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's the only way I've seen Wolverine. I haven't seen Wolverine in a two-pack yet. I've seen him with the Iron Man and a jet or whatever it is he comes with. And the, the one pack that I might think about buying and I have yet to see is the Captain America Wolverine set. It would be tempting based off the characters because those are characters that I'm really into. But, you know, the, you got to do something with them. You got to make them different than just malformed giant hands. Yep. At this point, these just seem completely aimed at kids, where Superhero Squad was an idea and a concept aimed at kids, but with a big wink and a nudge towards collectors. You know, they they started putting people like Moon Knight and Deadpool and characters that most kids are never going to have heard of yet into these packs. And right now we're looking at the initial offering of just, you know, the A-listers of characters that we've seen a million times. So there's just really not a whole wow factor in them just yet. And they'll probably do endless repaints. I mean, you'll see Hulk in red and gray because they can, and you'll see Wolverine in brown and X-Force colors because they can, and it'll be forever before we get to, say, a Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. My least favorite is, is Thor. The Thor one looks just really wrong. Yeah, not not liking it. And speaking of repaints, I saw a repainted Iron Man roleplay mask where they've gone away from the movie colors, and now it's the bright yellow and candy apple red yeah is that a repaint or is that a new mask i think i saw that too and it felt like it was more of like the cartoon version i thought it was just a repaint of the same mask that they'd had out last year for iron man 2 maybe i guess i wasn't familiar enough with the older one but this one felt more like the animated adventures iron man mask 
But you're right, it's the candy apple red and banana yellow. They really seem to be going that way with Iron Man these days. I noticed they did that with the Pez dispenser, too. <laughs> and speaking of candy, one of our Twitter followers reported in that he was over at a Williams-Sonoma, and they had a whole bunch of Marvel stuff. Now, if you listen to Star Wars Action News, you know we've talked about how they have pancake molds and cookie molds and lunchbox. I'm sorry, you can't call them lunchboxes. Tin totes with thermoses. But they also have a whole bunch of Marvel stuff at Williams-Sonoma for people craftier than me. Here's the thing. I would buy these and make some yummy cakes, and the rule is Arnie gets to eat every disaster. And he would be eating a lot of disasters, I think, because there's no way I could ice these to look like that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy with the 3D relief sculpted heads with some major detail in them, from what I can tell. Oh, it's a lot of detail. Yeah, how did that person paint eyeballs in Iron Man's eyes or get the green wash in Hulk's hair? There is no way that I could frost a cookie like that. No. <laughs> I mean... That's that's impossible. It's not impossible. <laughs> no human can do this unless you're like a professional pastry chef. My cousin could do it. But yeah, not for the average person. They also have comic book cover cookie cutters where you're supposed to put the little Marvel logo in the corner with the Spider-Man head and write words on a cookie. I foresee that there's a lot of kids who are just getting single color cookies. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, it's a square. Yeah, yeah. it is your rectangle cookie. <laughs> yeah, you need to be an artist to, to be able to do that. And not only an artist, an artist who can paint in frosting, which is no easy task. I know there are some who can, but I'm really not that person. And then they have little cakelet cans, too. So you get, like, a three-dimensional, like, an upside-down muffin where your muffin top is Spider-Man's face with the webbing. And you're supposed to paint that? Or they put lines in Thor's head only on the display would this look right. Yeah, I I'm tempted to just buy them and try it to prove a point because... <laughs> No, this isn't going to work. To prove that no human can do this? Yes. <laughs> it's not top of the Hulk to ya. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's <laughs> funny is the sign at Williams and says, best of all, you get to eat the results. I would add an asterisk and say, even if they don't look like the picture shown. I think underneath all of these, there needs to be a floating sign that says results not typical. <laughs> Even the Star Wars ones with the cookies, they had cookies of the ships. And they showed them fully decorated and designed and all this stuff. I'm like, who the hell is going to do that? First of all, are you going to spend three days frosting cookies? By then they're stale. Second of all, who can do that? <laughs> You're pretty artsy. How do you feel about it, Justin? Do you think you can do it? It's not a question of if I could do it so much of is would I want to waste the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the quickest way to be like, here, here's some damn cookies. Just eat them. Exactly. I mean, they're all going to taste the same in the end. And to spend five hours making one comic book cover or two hours making one Hulk cookie, I don't know. I just don't I don't know that the time invested would be worth the payoff, especially considering this is I mean, you're not going to make this for a group of, you know, elderly people or your adult friends. These are cookies that are going to school with the kids. Kids are going to be like, oh, cool, Hulk. Yum. And it's gone. They're not going to appreciate the time and effort it took. If anybody gets these, send me pictures of your results. And if you make them look anything like the box displays, I will bow to you, sir or madam. <laughs> now, William Sonoma, we usually find those at a mall and also by a mall. Borders Books, 
going out of business, which I'm kind of sad about because I am a fan of bookstores and literacy in all its many forms. But this does leave some opportunities. reading! <laughs> the hell? <laughs> but this does leave some opportunities for collectors. I mean, we're talking about Marvel collectibles. Might want to mention there's some great bargains on trade paperbacks, but wait for the sales to go a little deeper, because if you're only paying 20% off, which is where Borders is as of the time of this recording, you're still paying more than Amazon will charge you for those trade paperbacks. Yeah, I was going to say, going out of business, but going out of business slowly. <laughs> <laughs> the one by me has been going out of business for, it seems like, three weeks, and it's, you know, nothing seems to be moving. But Well, you know, I don't guess people are lining up around the block when they open to get these deals, but there aren't any deals, people. We went, and I picked up a number of books and pulled out my little red laser application for my iPhone and compared the borders going out of business price to Amazon's everyday price, and Amazon won on just about every item. But like you said, worth worth keeping an eye on because there will be some good deals on trade paperbacks and, you know, compilations, graphic novels, and stuff like that down the line, so... But where it is worth going right now is, for other types of collectibles, ours had some pop vinyls for 20% off, and that brought them below any place I could find them, because they started at $9 there. So 20% off, you're getting them for 7 and change. And Borders is also known to have tons of those kooky pens, if you're into the kooky pens. <laughs> and now, here's our... Sales to Astonish! Marvelicious toy sponsor Backstage Toys is having a clearance sale, and they have all types of Marvel goodness over there. You can get a ton of mini-mates really cheap. So if you're into the mini-mates, or if you're kind of like me where you pick and choose the mini-mates, but the cheaper they are, the more you choose, you can yeah. head on over to Backstage Toys right now. They also have Iron Man figures. If you didn't get some of the Hall of Armor stuff when it was on clearance at Target, you can get some on clearance at Backstage Toys. Always a good selection of the Minimates over there. And they also have some of those new hard-to-find figures like the Spider-Man figures for Lizard and Scorpion. Very nice. Now, also, a sale that truly did astonish me because I couldn't believe the price tag. The Hot Toys Iron Man Mark IV with Gantry was put up for sale. And we were talking last show about how much we thought it would cost, and I was thinking 300 350 <sighs> Yeah, not so much. Try again. Well, two fifty? <laughs> no, wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs> All right, uh, one dollar. I'm doing the prices <laughs> right rules now. No, five hundred American dollars. I'm but always... it's really kind of two things. It is. It is two things. The gantry itself is a lot of that because you can just buy the gantry since they've already released the Mark IV Iron Man in the past. You can buy just the gantry. Yes. And the gantry is three sixty. That seems exceptionally expensive for that. It does, but it's sixteen inches tall, two feet wide, and a foot deep. It has eighty points of articulation. The gantry. <laughs> but for three hundred and sixty dollars it better be battery operated and transform on its own. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And I hemmed and I hawed a lot about this. And then I hemmed and hawed once I was like, all right, I'm buying the gantry. I hemmed and hawed about do I buy the gantry or do I buy the gantry with the Iron Man? Because it's the same Iron Man Mark IV that came out before, 
but he has special pieces, like special arm pieces, to interface with the gantry. And so it's like, yeah. But I, I looked it up on eBay and the Mark IV, because Hot Toys always go up in price from what I can tell. Eventually, it may take a few months, but a year later, you're always going to be paying quite a bit more. The Mark IV alone was going for 300 on eBay, and here, it's like, if I'm buying the gantry anyway, I get a Mark IV for 120 and I get all the parts, so I can't lose by getting that Mark IV. And that right there is the only rationalization that I think I can accept for that, <laughs> because if you're just buying the gantry at that price... You're right. You're $140 away from having a really cool Iron Man that you may already have or may not have, but I couldn't imagine myself just buying the gantry at that price. But considering aftermarket prices on that Iron Man and the gantry, it's not a horrible price. Our Facebook fans went through this with me as every day I was posting on Facebook. Well, what about this? What do you guys think about this? And finally, this is the first item. And I've ordered some pretty expensive items from Sideshow, but this is the first item where I decided I had to just kind of dull the blow and go flex pay, where I've already paid them 50 and then when it comes out, they're going to just charge me 90 a month for four months. Yeah, that's the way to go with it. What, what this does is scares me about what the price on the Ironmonger eventually is going to be. If this is the new benchmark for bigger more substantial pieces, be it a set piece or a bigger figure, I bet you that one comes in at least 400 maybe right. 5 Yeah, I'm hoping for four or less, honestly, because I don't think it's going to be as articulated as this. I don't think there's going to be as much to it. I could see it coming in at 350 which is exactly what I said about the gantry. Of course, <laughs> of course, last show I said the gantry was my Christmas gift from Marjorie, and then when I saw the price tag, I wasn't going to hold her to that. I was fully prepared, though. <laughs> Well, moving on to something that I think is maybe a little bit underpriced for what you get for it. The Kotobukiya X-Force Archangel that we saw at the booth there at Comic-Con is priced at 184 It actually retails the MSRP on that thing is 230 which is okay. still, I think, cheap for that piece because it is big. It is, it is so very big. big. It's yeah. 18 inches tall and almost equally as wide with that wingspan and the detail on it. I really expected that to come in at a $300 piece, and it retailed for 230 And over at Most Wanted Collectibles, they had it for one eighty three ninety nine, And I couldn't pass it up at one eighty three ninety nine. I I pre-ordered it, and while I was there, I got that Mystique Bishojo. And if you want to get either of those or some other items at Most Wanted Collectibles, use coupon code RPEM5H9N for free shipping off your first order. Nice. Does that work with, with pre-orders? It does. Excellent. And using that code also tells them that you heard about them from Marvelicious Toys and helps out our show. So please use that code if you go there. It helps you and it helps us. But unfortunately, you can't enter that code on future ones just to tell them, hey, you heard about them on Marvelicious Toys. I went ahead and ordered that. And I mean, I very much pick and choose on that line. But that Archangel was just phenomenal. You were enthralled with it when you saw it at Comic-Con. And I, I was the same way last Comic-Con with those Hulks, the red and green Hulks that I ended up yeah. with. So, damn you, so, Kodo. Why don't you try to win the Archangel then? That's what I should do. I won the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> 
And speaking of these nice statues that we see at cons and then come home and order, Marjorie, we talked about this the last show. You, for Valentine's Day of 2011, got me the Bowen Modoc, which we'd seen at Toy Fair. Yes, and I pre-ordered from Things from Another World, which apparently is a reputable online dealer. However, they canceled my pre-order because they didn't get any. Which I think is pretty oh. crappy. And Don't take a pre-order if you're not guaranteed to get any. Yes, they were a little bit cheaper than everywhere else, but I figured I'd look and see what they got. And they actually have a great scratch and dent section where if you don't care about the outside box, you can pick up some really great deals on statues. So I'm like, all right, I'll give them a try. Oh, I was so angry. And their customer service was useless. And he's like, yep, that's what happens. Oh, okay, thank you, but what am I supposed to do? That's a gift. They're in limited supply. I pre-ordered it, and no time did it say this may not actually happen. And the prices we were seeing everywhere else, if we could find one, because this is a limited piece, 650 were much higher. But at San Diego Comic-Con, one vendor had three of them. Yeah, and for $200. And we're able to down to 190 Yeah. Wow. That, that ended up working out better for you in the long run. But I've never heard of a situation like that before in my life where an online retailer, a reputable online retailer, just has no answer for you for not getting pre-orders. I mean, it's not like it was a canceled item. Mm-mm. It's just they didn't get any of the allotment. It's not like mm-hmm. they oversold what they were going to get. They just no, didn't I get think they any. oversold. No, they told me they didn't get oh, any. they didn't get any. No. That's so strange. Well, from what I've been hearing from David and some others on our Facebook page, this isn't unusual with some of the Bowen items because if you don't order from Bowen directly, then they're going through Diamond Distribution and some places just don't get them. And if you want to be guaranteed the Bowen items, you can pay a little more and order direct from Bowen. But in this case, it was the Diamond Previews exclusive, so you didn't even have that option. Well, that might make a little more sense then. Yeah, you're right. And it's it's a very limited item at that, too. So then maybe don't take pre-orders on your site. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking because it was very frustrating. And here I was down in the dumps. I was actually waiting until Wizard World because it's always a great place to buy things. And I happened to find it at Comic-Con and then have to carry him all the way to the coat check. Yeah, that, and then we had to carry him home. I carried him back to the hotel and then we shipped him. But at least we weren't getting ripped off on shipping. We were paying what it cost to ship him. He made it home in great condition. I immediately tore him open. Out of all the stuff we got at Comic-Con, I was most excited for Moda. And he wasn't even a Comic-Con exclusive. And Marjorie, thank you for it because he's a great piece. He's actually adorning our living room. Yeah, I put him in the living room. He's super cute. That box was big. How much of that was styrofoam? Not too much. I mean, it was well-packed, but it's a two-piece thing that comes off the base but he is big. He is most of the size of that box. You wouldn't want the box to be any smaller. Wow. And he is just so insanely detailed. You know, I have bought quite a few collectible statues in my day, and Bowen just really did a great job with him on the paint job, on the detail. I was just shocked. I mean, the bowl cut they gave him (laughs) had hair sculpted into it and his teeth had gunk on them (laughs) always the mark of a good statue is the amount of gunk on the teeth sometimes it's happened where you see these pieces online 
and they take photographs of the prototypes. And when you get the final product, it's just not that impressive. But this is a great piece. I love the display. I wasn't sure how I'd feel about the smoke base. And again, I saw this in person at Toy Fair, but things look different in a convention hall is all I can say. <laughs> when you get them home, sometimes they look a little different. And here, I really like the base. The facial expression is nice and iconic. It's classic Modoc, not new head shaved, you know, 21st century Modoc. I do not like the head shaved Modoc. Telly Savalas Modoc. <laughs> yeah, he's already a creepy enough looking guy anyway. He doesn't need the added shaved head to make the creep factor go up. There's one part on there that would give me pause that looks a little bit fragile, which is the little handle coming out of his chair. Oh, yes. That is, it was, had little styrofoam all around it, and I was very, very careful with it. But yeah, it is attached by the smallest bit of polystone there, and it could break. Fortunately, ours survived the trip just fine, but... That's the piece that when I pack her back up, it's going to be very, very gentle. But I, this is my first piece from Bowen, and I got to say, I'm really, really happy with it. The paint detail, everything, it is comic accurate and yet looks perfect in a real world, and all the lines around the eyes and everything. And despite being, you know, an evil mastermind, it's freaking cute. <laughs> it's like a pug. <laughs> he does kind of look like a pug. <laughs> I appreciate, like you said, I mean, I've only seen pictures, but I appreciate all the detail. That took somebody by hand with a little fine tip brush to go into all the wrinkles on his face and in between each and every tooth and all the recesses to bring out all that detail with a darker, darker paint. And it just, it really looks incredible. And even the gems on his forehead and his chin have just this wonderful look to them in person. So, you know, I gotta say, I am very happy with this in every regard. I'm always very picky on my high-end items. And, you know, it's kind of easier on some of the things. If you buy something where they're just in a black outfit, you can just give it a shade of black. But here they go through the trouble to give it the washes, give it the shades. His yellow is not consistent, but yet it looks great because it's it looks more realistic this way. So I really got to give this a big shout out. And at a limited piece, I'd say pick it up pretty quickly because it's already selling out all over. So happy Valentine's Day. And now, after a long break, we are rejoined with a vintage viewpoint from Jerry, who's going to finish up with part two on his look at translucent vintage Marvel figures. Let's turn back the clock for Timely Reviews. Hey everyone, Jerry here to bring you the latest installment of my Timely Reviews. Today I wrap up my look back at some of my favorite translucent Marvel figures from the Toy Biz era. Recall, prior to my review of the Marvel vs. Capcom figures, I talked about the original Toy Biz Iceman figure and the translucent goodness that he had to offer. This time, I focus my attention on a few non-X-Men figures. The first of my review is the Stealth Venom from the 1996 Amazing Spider-Man line. This wave of Spider-Man figures was actually the first to stray away from the animated series car designs. The animated series line was starting to have specific themes to them like Spider Wars, Vampire Wars, and Electro Spark, and each featured characters who at some point were actually in the animated series, even if they came with some silly gimmick or accessory. But the Amazing Spider-Man line featured some really cool figures, even if they weren't all inspired by the series. Among the figures in this wave were Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Woman, Total Armor Rhino, the Ben Riley Amazing Spider-Man, and Stealth Venom. 
The stealth Venom figure used the same body mold as the 1995 Venom 2 figure from the animated series line. Venom 2, however, had a removable mask that would reveal Eddie Brock's face. Now, in the same line was a chameleon figure that had a much cooler Venom head that you could place on chameleon's body. This head, in conjunction with the Venom 2 body, made the stealth Venom figure, which to this day is the coolest Venom figure ever, in my humble opinion, anyway. The first stealth Venom figure was black, but was ever so slightly translucent, most notably in the fingers and the hands. But the variant stealth Venom figure was the home run. This one is a mostly colorless, translucent body with the eyes and the spider insignia on his chest painted black. This figure is beyond cool. In fact, a buddy of mine and I spent many Friday nights during the summer of 1997 looking for this exact figure. I finally tracked it down at a local KB and picked up two, one to open and one to keep. If you're a Venom collector and you do not have both versions of this figure, go get them immediately. They're readily available on eBay, carded for $10 or less. Now, nowadays, I think it's hard to find a good Venom figure. Usually the color's all wrong, or it's got some ridiculous facial expression, or some bizarre symbiotic extremity popping off of somewhere, but it's rare to find a simple, basic, black Venom figure. Having just said that, I recently picked up the 3 and 3 quarter inch Venom from the Spider-Man line. It has some blue highlights, but it's actually done pretty well. But what I really like about this figure was the relatively normal head with the Gene Simmons tongue and the large build that towers over the Spider-Man figure without any goofiness to it. I'm also a big fan of the original Venom figure Toy Biz made for the Marvel Super Heroes line in 1990-1991. But hey, that's a topic for another timely review. Now, as I promised, I'll wrap up this week with the tale of the Invisible Spider and the Human Surfer. Back in 1994, the Fantastic Four animated series debuted as part of the Marvel Action Hour. The first wave of figures from Toy Biz featured a Mr. Fantastic and a Thing figure, but no Human Torch or Invisible Woman. Now, I actually have maintained an historical document of this from, believe it or not, Toy Fair issue number two in October of 1997, a few years after these figures actually came out. Now, you may recall in the price guide, they had several pictures in there called the Big Shots. Now, what it would do is it would take action figures, put them in some poses, and give them some funny captions. Now, let me read to you the caption that went with the Big Shot that actually talks about this very topic. Back when the Fantastic Four animated series was on television, Toy Biz gave the world's greatest comic its own toy line. Mr. Fantastic and the Thing were part of the plan, but half the team wasn't accounted for. What happened? We didn't plan on putting the Human Torch and the Invisible Woman in the first assortment, Toy Biz product manager Jesse Falcon revealed. We had sculpted them from scratch for the second assortment, and as we got closer and closer to shipping, upper management said that if we're going to call this line the Fantastic Four, we need all four characters in the first assortment. So we took two tools we had for a female body, Spider-Woman, and a male body, Silver Surfer, and decorated them like the Invisible Woman and Human Torch. Now, the first Invisible Woman figure that was done this way was actually not translucent, but like the article said, it actually took the Spider-Woman figure from the Iron Man line of figures and just did a new deco with the signature Fantastic Fantastic Four uniform, and thus why I call her the Invisible Spider. Now, Human Torch was made by taking the Silver Surfer figure that was also part of the first wave of the Fantastic Four line and molded it in a fluorescent orange plastic and gave it glow-in-the-dark tampographs that were actually printed on the figure, thus the Human Surfer. I think it would have been awesome if he came with the surfboard in matching orange with the same glow-in-the-dark flames, but instead he came with a launching pad that was previously released with the X-Force Cannonball figure, and oddly enough, it was included with the Marvel Super Heroes Invisible Woman figure after they eliminated that color change feature on her. But I'll come back to that in a second. Toy Biz soon made an, a better, all-original Human Torch figure with a flame-on, sparking action feature that shot sparks out of his chest. Sue Storm's subsequent release was what everybody probably really wanted in the first place, an all-translucent, invisible woman. 
We've seen this many times since, but this was actually the first invisible, invisible woman. In fact, Toy Biz even molded the thermoform tray that housed the figure on card in a blue plastic as to make the figure stand out better on shelf. I suppose there was some fear that a clear, colorless figure in a clear, colorless tray may have actually looked empty. But the only Invisible Woman figure we had prior to this was also from the Marvel Superheroes line that had a pretty poor color change feature. The intent was that Sue Storm would change from her regular form with uniform to a solid white that was to represent her invisibility. I've never actually seen how that feature worked, but for a while that figure was really rare and was produced in really low numbers. It was eventually replaced, though, with a fully painted version without the color change feature. But again, we'll talk the Marvel Superhero line some other time. Now, what was really cool about how Toy Biz handled the Invisible Woman is that you had two pretty decent figures of her in both reforms. Sue Storm was obviously visible more often than not in the show, so it's good to have her in her true likeness in the uniform, but then you also got a figure that represented the best invisible effect possible for a 5-inch action figure. The Human Surf, on the other hand, is just a weird, weird little figure. For a brief time, the Invisible Spider and Human Surfer figures were considered quite rare. I remember going to my local flea market to pick up the latest Tomar's Action Figure Digest, and I read an article about how Toy Biz was going to release these characters in this fashion. No lie, I went straight to a Walmart and found them both. I didn't even know these things existed, and like an hour later, I had both of them in my hand, never to be found again. At least not until about two years later when I found dozens of each of them at a Big Lots. Now, you may not know this, but around 1996 or so, Big Lots started carrying a very impressive selection of the older Toy Biz figures that hadn't been on regular retail for a few years. They sold X-Men and Fantastic Four figures for about $3 a piece, and of course, it's probably one of the reasons why a lot of these figures are darn near worthless today. Now, to make these figures even more common, both versions were later re-released. The Invisible Spider figure was reissued on a Marvel Hall of Fame card, and the Human Surfer made his way to a Kmart-exclusive Marvel Team-Up 2-pack in which he accompanied a Spider-Man figure. Now, if you're interested in getting your hands on the Invisible Spider or the Human Surfer, they are all over eBay, and you shouldn't have to pay more than 6 bucks for either of them. The actual translucent Invisible Woman can easily be found for about $10 card as well, so really not too bad. Now, next time we meet, I'm going to start a series where I look back at the first four issues of Toy Fair magazine. The reason for this is that Toy Fair debuted right at the height of Toy Biz's popularity, so there are many great articles and images that I want to share with the Marvelicious audience. And keep in mind that Toy Fair was home to several exclusive Toy Biz Marvel figures that were available only by mail-away and internet offers. These were always a repaint of some variety, but nonetheless saw some really interesting offerings. So I'll be back really soon to kick that off, but for now, back to Justin, Arnie, and Marjorie. Thank you, Jerry. I know this is really hitting you at where where you live, Justin, and I keep taking pictures of translucent figures at my local comic shop from the old Toy Biz days that Jerry's talking about, you know, hey, got this amalgam of a human torch blob of plastic here, I can get them for you for $12. <laughs> you know, I set a, a rule for myself a long time ago that I'm not going to mess around with any of that Toy Biz stuff from, you know, before Toy Biz was doing Legends, I'm just not going to get into it. And every time you send me pics and every time we get a report from Jerry, little chink in the armor gets knocked <laughs> off and I get a little bit closer to caving. But so far, I haven't done it yet. My store has that translucent venom that he talked about. And I have come so close so many times because I, I think he looks cool and terrible all at once. <laughs> He's not going anywhere, so I, I, I keep passing, but... One day he'll be gone and I'll kick myself. <laughs> now, Marjorie, this past weekend, you and I went to Wizard World. 
Yes, we did. Always a great time and a great time for shopping. There were an absolute ton of Marvel artists there, as well as writers and Lou Ferrigno, the Hulk himself. He's always there. I think think he lives there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, while we were there, we recorded a bit from the floor about our weekend of shopping. And here is that. And we are here at Chicago Comic-Con Wizard World. And it's the Saturday of the con. And I think we can immediately say this is a much bigger con than previous years. It is huge this year. They have shrunken the aisles so they could cram more booths in. They took out all the tables where the foods were. It was the tables where you could sit and eat your dinner. And it's created this just mass of moving people. They replaced them with gaming tables that the people then appropriated and turned into lunch tables again. Yes, that's exactly what's happened as we are sitting at one of those. Also, there is exactly four people playing some kind of trading card game, and that's it. Everyone else is eating corn dogs and nacho chips. And again, there are just a ton of comic artists, creators here. Lou Ferrigno's here. We got to see him. I think he lives at this convention. He no, he goes to all types of cons. That's Actually, true. he lives in L.A., I know, because somebody I know in L.A. works out at his gym. You'd think he'd have a home gym. He probably does. Uh, I think sometimes these people like to be seen. Ah. Uh, but not a lot in the way of programming. We did go through Artist Alley. Marjorie got her first custom commission. I did. I found an artist that I liked, and I got a Galactus because I really liked his style. They were kind of cutesy and different and not just your usual comic book sketch. Yeah, you're attracted to very much the cute arts, the big eyes. Yeah, it's different and not just your standard character. And a lot of times I've noticed that the artist's draw the characters all the same no matter which artist you go to. Like, they always draw Wolverine as this incredibly fierce and always the blood and all this stuff. And The iconic, though. I yeah. mean, that's kind of how it is. If you have a Spider-Man, you're going to want him web-swinging or doing something agile. You're not going to want Spider-Man developing photos in the photo lab. I, actually, I might, but that's yeah. not going to be the common Spider-Man you find. That is correct. Went through... I bought quite a bit of art recently at these cons, as far as the Marvel goes, at C2E2 and at San Diego Comic-Con. Here, I didn't get any more because I realized that I was like a kid in the candy shop the past couple times, buying, buying. And there's so much here I like that I just have to kind of take a breath and pick and choose a little bit more carefully. Yeah, that's always what you have to do, and you know that. I did come to the con with a couple of shopping list items. Now, one of the things I'm, of course, always looking for are the newest figures that are showing up on pegs that I haven't found yet, like the non-translucent Doctor Strange and things. Did not see any of the latest revision wave of Marvel Universe. Did see some of the Wave 3 Captain America figures at 2025 a figure. The San Diego Comic-Con exclusives are all here. Yes, they are. It's very odd to see so many Death Star sets at double and triple the price from these places that are quite obviously gone to Comic-Con as they have the giant Hasbro toy shop bags all over their booth as well. You want the Marvel Select Thor? He's here for 50 Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, isn't a terrible price. You can still get him online, can't you? Or is he sold no, out? No, he sold out in a couple hours. Okay. 
but by the time you paid shipping and things, 35 plus shipping, 42, 50 is pretty reasonable. The Mighty Mugs that are still very much in stock at HasbroToyShop.com are here as well at in crazy, crazy marked up prices. Yeah, I don't get that. This is, I guess, for the uninformed. Well, no, it, it's cheaper than a trip to San Diego. I mean, but I'll give it that. you could buy them online. Yeah, the mugs you could buy online. I only saw one of the San Diego Comic-Con Sentinels, and they were wanting 175 Ah, yikes. So since I didn't find any new stuff, a couple of the things on my shopping list, I'm still looking for the orange variant Beta Ray Bill Marvel Legend figure from Toy Biz. And we left Beta Ray Bill at home. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't say that, I bet. <laughs> I took him to C2E2 trying to color match because this variant is very minor, and I just don't feel safe buying online because I'm not going to be able to tell which is which. And I started to have a bit of color blindness here. Like, is this the one I have? Is this one slightly more orange? When you have the two next to each other, you can really clearly tell. But trying to go off memory didn't go so well. The other thing I was looking for, and this is something Justin kind of prompted, was in our very first Marvelicious episode, I talked about Toy Biz having the Marvel superheroes line. And they had the Hulk, and the Hulk had the Rock. I talked about that like the very first episode. And then we went to the Toy Man Toy Show, and they were he was there loose for $5, and I hemmed and hawed and passed on him. Kicked myself about it, been looking for him ever since. And because of Jerry and his wonderful timely reviews, it's kind of picked up that era of collecting for me because I am a bit nostalgic for it. And I came here, and this one booth had just a ton of Marvel superheroes. I got Doctor Doom. I got Hulk with Rock, which, of course, was the big purchase there. Got Daredevil and a Spider-Man, all the ones I had back in the 90s. And really good prices on some of these things. I think I got six figures for $50. I think you did good bargaining. I bargained on absolutely everything here. The only thing I didn't bargain on was the Marvel Select Red Hulk. Because that one is a really hard to find one. Some places were selling them for fifty and sixty. Some places would only sell them as part of a set with the Gray Hulk and the Green Hulk. I got those for cheap a couple weeks ago. So when I found one booth that had Red Hulk for thirty, I didn't even bother haggling because it was the cheapest price on the floor. And we finished walking the floor after that. Did not find a single place that even matched that price. And picked up a couple other vintage things. A strange, weird niche as a result of now playing is I've been picking up the Generation X figures. Yeah, I don't know why. I just You've got problems. I have a morbid fascination with Generation X, and I realize these are from the comic book, not from the movie, but that movie was so atrocious. <laughs> it was beyond atrocious. And, of course, not a lot of people have a fascination with Generation X, and so when I saw they were only $3 a figure... I say not many people i might just say i'm the only one that's what you need to say i'd gotten jubilee and skin at my local comic shop and so they had a few more here at three dollars a figure just could not pass them up i really think you should have and i haggled the lady down i got four figures for ten dollars and she seemed happy to get rid of them (laughs) perhaps you should have offered less also inspired by jerry's very recent segment here i picked up the translucent toy biz x-men Iceman figure. He was just too cool to, when I saw him in person to pass up. Yeah, he is pretty cool. He looks like a giant ice cube. They did a really good job on that one. 
There's a lot of older stuff here, really cheap. If you remember when Master Replica's Corgi had the Marvel line right before they went bankrupt, mm-hmm. they had the die-cast statues, because, you know, Corgi is a company known for its die-cast stuff, and these things were really expensive when they first came out, and here you could get them for 20 a piece or all four for 60 It was Storm, Colossus, Ghost Rider, and The Thing. And they're good scale, especially for $20. Mm-hmm. But, man, are they ugly. Yeah, that's the problem. Is they do nothing for me whatsoever. Ghost Rider's one of my favorite characters. and It was a terrible Ghost Rider. It was a terrible Ghost Rider. Colossus I really like, and it's a great pose for Colossus. Mm-hmm. But his face was terrible. Just Yeah. It was like the body was from X-Men and the face was from Charlie Brown. Yeah. Not very good thing looked like he was about to hike the ball yeah storm just i didn't like the color of the outfit i realize i'm being picky for something so incredibly cheap but what i did like but just almost too big i really liked when master replicas was doing the three-dimensional comic book cover statues and one booth had the incredible hulk number one and i'd never seen this in person it was two feet tall Mm. And just giant, had a giant Hulk and Bruce Banner right there, down to 150 Again, that's like half of what it was at retail. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't get it is I didn't know where I'd put it. That's true. Yeah, it was I don't just know where you're that big. And without any others, it's just going to stick out like a sore thumb. True, but with Hulk being one of my favorite characters, true. being number one wouldn't be a bad thing. I wouldn't need an entire series of them. I could just get that no. one. I think it might be the only one they made. <laughs> So, overall, a pretty good shopping experience. Didn't find much in the way of high-end stuff. There were a couple people here who had MODOK for more than we paid for him yes. in San Diego. So uh-huh. I was really happy to have Even after money. shipping, he's still more here than he was in San Diego. I just don't think the person I bought him from knew what they had. And, the, well, they were telling me they had three of them. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to take them home. I think that's... How can they get three of them and then my pre-order was canceled by things from another world? Luck of the draw? Yeah. The only thing they I didn't s- even have a store yet. Though there were two high-end items we toyed with here. One, you really liked the X-Men: The Last Stand Wolverine mini bust. Yeah, it was really cool, but I, I wasn't going to pay fifty bucks for it, and I just didn't feel like haggling just yet. Well, I didn't want it that bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And there was also a Bowen Galactus statue that I looked at. But he wasn't very special. He he wasn't. It was really. Very average. Well done and everything, but it would just... He had no personality. I think the Hasbro toys and the Toy Biz, Marvel Legends, Build of the Galactus just had a little bit more gravitas yes. than this $300 statue. And 300 was a reasonable price from what I'm seeing on mm-hmm. eBay. But, yes, we bring eBay apps to the cons so we don't overpay. Uh, That's how you don't overpay, people. Whip out that smartphone and look and see if you're getting a good price. Because there's been many times where I've gotten people to come down because I showed them the going price. And they were way above it. And all the buy it nows were three to 500 on Galactus. And just nice piece, not $300 nice. No, I didn't fall in love with it. But lots of hot toys, lots of bishojo. And the con is certainly growing. They've expanded to the second floor for the first time ever that I know of this year. Well, the rooms now are all upstairs, the panel rooms. Before, they used to have, like, this little offshoot. But there's always this weird World Fair of Money thing here at the same time. And I don't know what it is, but they moved them over there. And then we're up on the top floor. 
but they had to have a bigger hall for Patrick Stewart and, and his son. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yes. Definitely, I think if you are in the Chicago area, Wizard World is worth a trip. Oh, I'd yeah. say come next year. There's always great shopping, as you see. I ended up with a lot of figures. I also got a Hawkman, not because I'm a DC fan, but because Justin told me I needed his wings in order to custom a angel finger. And then I picked up By Beast from the Incredible Hulk line. <laughs> By Beast. Yes, By Beast. But definitely check. I wouldn't necessarily say it's worth a long, long drive, but we drive four hours each way and we'll be back again next year. But there's other stuff to do, too. Absolutely. We are back at our hotel after a full day at Wizard World. Longest we've ever spent at Wizard World. In eight years, this is the first time we were there at opening and left at closing. Yeah, and we keep saying, oh, it's a quick two to four hour trip. Yeah, we're wrong. This year's grown so big that we actually spent the whole day there. And it was exhausting. It was San Diego level exhaustion. I think I actually walked a little bit more than San Diego because I didn't have to go stand in line for anything. I stood in line maybe half an hour for Patrick Stewart, and that's just because I had nothing better to do. Well, we picked up your Galactus. Yes, and he's awesome. Now, the artist on that was who? Nathan Ollendorf. I have to say, I saw his other work at the booth, and I wasn't quite sure what to think or how he'd do. And sometimes I feel like, especially since he did this in 90 minutes, you get these custom orders at the cons. I feel like they might be rush jobs, not as good as the prints they're selling. This is phenomenal. It is. It's really great. I'm astounded by the level of detail he was able to put in in 90 minutes and really go through. So you're talking about possibly going back tomorrow? Yeah, I have to do some shopping at a mall, so there's no reason why I can't pop in, place an order for some other sketches, and then shop, and then go back and get them on our way home. And also, we talked earlier about how we passed on that X-Men The Last Stand Wolverine Hugh Jackman bus. Yes. Well, I did some looking online and found out that the 50 they were charging was fairly reasonable. On eBay, one person had it for 150, one person had it for 40 by it now, but 12 shipping, so we'd be looking at over 50 either way. And you decided you wanted more Hugh Jackman in the house. I did, and you went back and told a woman $40 and that they're going for $35, and she took it. Yep, I I didn't lie. I mean, it was 38 on eBay. I may have rounded down a little and told her they were going for 35 online. <laughs> but I got you the bust for $40, and I look forward to getting home and seeing how it looks out of the box. I mm-hmm. mean, it's very lightweight. It's one of those you know older items. It's from last state. I think it might be Master Replicas, Corgi brand, so... We'll have to take a look at that when we get home. I kind of got the feeling that the lady selling at the shop was perhaps selling off all her husband's belongings in a divorce fire sale, as neither her nor the other woman working the booth know anything about it. Yeah, she, yeah, I clueless. They either that or maybe the husband was sick and it's his store or something. But yeah, they didn't really know. the The way she sold it to me was she said he's been winking at me all day. Just get him out of here. <laughs> so. Good time at the con, and we'll send it back to the studio. Well, it sounds like you guys found lots of good stuff. Yep. I'm thinking about making that trip next year. Chicago's not too terribly far away from me, and I could make it in, you know, half a day. That shows me getting bigger year after year, Mm -hmm. so you would not regret it. 
Awesome. And I don't know what the next con we're going to do is, Marjorie. We're toying, no pun intended, with New York Comic Con. Because New York's always awesome. New York's always awesome. And it would make Wayne Newton happy if I took you to Central Park in fall. Yes, and you could tear my dress. What a mess. I confess. <laughs> I confess. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that song because of Ferris Bueller. Yeah, me Shame too. on you. <laughs> when, it, when is New York Comic Con? October. Mid-October. We may go. Hasbro's going to be there revealing new stuff, so it's very, very tempting. Yes, it is. My brother's getting married on December 2nd in Mexico, that jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So that is our show for this time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please head to iTunes and leave us some positive feedback. That can go a long way towards helping us spread the word about the show to other iTunes listeners. So please, if you could take a few minutes, star rankings are nice. Five-star rankings are very nice, but written reviews with five-star rankings are best. Agreed. And we will be back in just a couple weeks, hopefully with more great store finds as well as a giveaway or two. Interesting tease. Until next time, true collectors. Make mine Marvelicious. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. The Death Star Um, box set? (laughs) Yep, that I did not get. So for any of you Star Wars Action News listeners who are listening to this too, I had the opportunity to get the Death Star set and passed. So that's just... I'm not saying that that should take the sting off not being able to get it Yeah, yourself. I'm thinking that that's actually rubbing salt in the wound. And at the Star Wars <laughs> Action News dinner at C6, we'll have the lineup and kick Justin in the nuts party. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, though, is like given the opportunity, having seen it in person and not being a completionist, I didn't feel like it was anything super duper special. But that's that's a story for a different time. Yeah, a different show, which you can listen to at SWActionNews.com. He says that in his sleep, you know. (laughs) 
when he introduces me. He says, this is my wife, Marjorie. You can listen to her in Star Wars Action News at SWActionNews.com. That's how I'm introduced at every party. Work friends, well, you name as- it. On the one hand, the hammer paint job is cool, but I think you hit the nail on the head. It looks like one half needs to be... Oh, that was a hammer pun. It was a hammer pun. You didn't even realize it. So do you think it's more Sandy Duncan, like the Harper family, or do you think it's more Sandy Duncan, Peter Pan? I don't think, I think I just, it's the same hairstyle. I, don't I think, think I just changed. embarrassed my husband. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You, I about, I about went down the path of like talking about the Harper family and the way it was named three different shows the Hogan across the family. Its, <laughs> what was it originally called? Valerie, Valerie's family, oh, yeah. the Hogan family, and I think it ended go. up the Hogans. There, I went yes. down that path for you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wasn't Bateman in that show for a while? The whole time, but that was during his really? drug and alcohol phase. He was on drugs and alcohol. Yeah, and Jason shows, Bateman. Yeah. And it really oh. shows in his performances. I always there. thought he was wholesome. <laughs> you want to talk about your uh, diamond, Emma, or w- continue talking about hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about hair. <laughs> okay. First foray into the Bishojo. I picked Bishojo. up the Bishojo. My first foray into the Bishojo. <laughs> Let me try that again. Bishojo. <laughs> it's okay, Arnie had the same problem. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> And we're back. Yeah, we're back. Man in the box, get back in the box. <laughs> nice. And if you get if you get your fill of giving to Toys for Tots and stuff like that, I am starting a Toys for Justin campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to send whatever you like to me. <laughs> well, we could send you, I guess, some deluxe packs because. What, what are you doing, Marjorie? Your facial expressions are distracting the cough out of me. Why did you not buy the Spider-Man Squinky dispenser? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. <laughs> I was about to get mad at you. I haven't seen it yet. We'll get to it. We're almost there. The nunchucks and all that. The, the one with the throwing star uh, number six? Yeah. Throwing stars, not nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're vastly get, different, Justin. I'm getting my ninja paraphernalia all screwed up here, so... <laughs> I think the 15 figure looks bulkier. Crinkle, crinkle. Chitra, my queen, I used Fandango. You need a good place for squinky balls. I mean, they're not going in my mouth. <laughs> Pancake molds and cookie molds and lunchbox. I'm sorry, you can't call them lunchboxes. Tin totes with thermoses. Why can't you call them lunchboxes? Because I don't think kids are allowed to take metal lunchboxes to school anymore because they beat each other. Oh, no, it's not <laughs> all right. Take lunch bags. But plus there was a study that like most kids lunch is rancid by lunchtime. Anyway, no, that just came out cold enough. Yeah, that just came out yeah. like yesterday. Yeah. So they didn't just discontinue them in one day. <laughs> they were ready to pull the trigger. <laughs> 
Now, wait, Arnie, eight-year-old Arnie would pull it out and say, this isn't movie accurate, Mother. Mother, why is Hulk the wrong shade of green? He's not the right shade of green, Mom. Mom, you need to remake all of these and do these again. I'll go that, eat these while you do it. That or he would have put it in a plastic bag game that would still be hanging around somewhere. That is correct. <laughs> I actually know what I would do is photograph it endlessly and then weep as I ate it. That's what I did with my every birthday cake. Aww. <laughs> that is the saddest thing I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you weep as you ate it? Because it was a work of art and I was destroying it. So, yeah, he's kind of like Manny on Modern Family, if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I believe there's one Christmas he was sorely upset because he didn't get a burgundy smoking jacket. No, it was Mangalore Mountain. <laughs> oh, so if anybody does get these, please do not send it to Arnie. We don't need to get him upset. <laughs> if anybody... Oh, I was like, what's TPB? I'm like, oh, trade paperback. There we go. <laughs> Toilet paper buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about them on Star Wars Action News. <laughs> or Marvelicious Toys. But hey, yeah. Whichever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that we saw before? When like we were first looking at it, it had more smoke coming out? Or which one was that? Remember the Modoc we looked at a long time ago that had a bunch of smoke and we made like burrito fart jokes? Yeah, that was this one. Is that this one? Uh-huh. I remember the smoke being bigger and whiter. Is this, did it change from that? I wonder if it did because yeah, it looks a lot darker in person. But yeah, we made those jokes, I think on one of our very first shows. Yeah, it was forever ago. <laughs> like a year ago. <laughs> Sometimes the emphasis is on the word adult. The adult costume contest program remains 6 o'clock. Be there. 